I'm able to have another coffee talk with you this Thursday. And for the first time, we're live here in our humble office together with our guests, which I will love to introduce to you later on. But first off, let me just share with you that we're having this good coffee, tea, drinker kind of cheers. I'm having chamomile and my guest here is having peppermint. We love our drink and it's the first time we finally got together after being locked down for months. And I'm just happy that we got another excuse to get together and discuss a lot of things that we would love to share with you. And saying our highest hellos and warmest hugs and cheers to our friends sharing this coffee talk with us from Germany, Hong Kong, Malaysia, Greece, New Zealand, UAE, Qatar, Bolivia, Singapore, US, and the Philippines. So guys, this is Joanna Feliz, and I say, go for what makes you happy, sane, and alive. Welcome to our fourth episode of Coffee Talk Thursdays. So you see, and I always say this, I'm a technopreneur for 10 years now and more to go. And I've always been within all the facets of digital marketing, creative designs, um, content activation, and other cross-platform developments. In other words, I'm your favorite mix of that unpredictable nerd, semi-geek, beach lover, wheels crazy, sugar monster, and life aficionado. With me this afternoon is a very good aesthetic dermatologist and a wellness advocate. She has her clinic at Skin Philosophy, Unit 202, Soho, City Flex, Towers, 7th Avenue. So that's quite near here. Cornered Lane, T as in Tango, Bonifacio Global City here in Manila. Seated across me with the proper social distancing for those who can see us live as well. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome with Coffee Talk Cheers, good friend, Dr. Nikita Kaila Talens. Hi, Doc Kaila. Hello, Joanna. It's very nice to see you. Thanks for inviting me to your wonderful office. Thank you. And it's always nice to share a drink with you. And it's been, I think, more than a year. The last time we saw each other. Exactly. And you are like one of the best reasons why I enjoyed visiting Hidden Bars of Manila. <laughs> I'm glad for that. Cheers. Cheers to that. What, what are we drinking again? That's peppermint. This is green tea. Oh, it's yeah. green tea. Okay. Wow. Green tea. Cheers. Cheers. We're healthier now. Yes, because is it right when I say that we are in the midlife? Is 30 to early 40 considered midlife? Well, age is just a number, you know. We don't have to be anxious. So we can be flexible. True. Age is just a number and quality is the life. I've always known you to be very conscious of what you intake and especially like you also attend a lot of meditation seminars and I believe you also are holding that, right? Well, right now I'm studying specifically functional medicine. So this is like a type of holistic or integrative medicine. But what I like about it most is that it's very evidence-based. Mm -hmm. It's backed up by science. I see. And how are the audience so far, like when it comes to their dedication or their understanding of wellness, do you think it has evolved over the years? 
well, people are becoming more and more open to holistic practices because as an aesthetic dermatologist, for example, I manage a lot of acne cases. And what I noticed is that our procedures, such as our lasers, our plasma treatments, our injectables, our chemical peels, they do work in controlling the severity of the conditions. And like, um, without these treatments, it would take months or even years for the patients to recover. But at the end of the day, the patient's recovery is faster if they couple the procedures with lifestyle interventions. For example, let's talk about acne. Sorry, I have to talk about mm -hmm. that because that's my favorite subject. To add to that, because there's maskne, right? I think you maskne mentioned to me about maskne before. Is uh, quite common, but uh, even pre-COVID, like acne has been so prevalent, and for a lot of women of reproductive age. Polycystic ovarian syndrome or PCOS is a common culprit. Mm -hmm. So polycystic ovarian syndrome is rooted in a hormonal imbalance. Like it starts with insulin resistance. And then when you do develop polycystic ovarian syndrome, you get a lot of hormonal disturbances. And like commonly, the male, test, uh, the, the male hormone, testosterone, it's present even in the female's body. Mm -hmm. And these are this is elevated in those suffering from PCOS. And this hormone triggers increased activities of our oil glands. That's why we develop more comedones, such as whiteheads and blackheads. And with inflammation, they turn into cystic pimples. And inflammation is also aggravated or triggered by cortisol, which is the stress hormone. That's why if you will notice, like when you're not getting enough sleep, when you're preparing for a big presentation, or when you're stressing out about your personal life, you break out more. That's because your cortisol levels are elevated. So like your blackheads or whiteheads become more inflamed. So they manifest as uh, swelling, redness, some tenderness in the area. Mm -hmm. So it's very important for us to address the hormonal imbalances, not with drugs, but with um, lifestyle change, such as getting the proper diet, avoiding sugar sugar is that is so hard for me hard. like I, I can take care of the diet plus you know like that's just so hard for me because i love sugar and that's my only motivation to exercise so i can eat a lot of cake well i i would really recommend that we rethink our attitudes and behaviors towards refined sugar because there are healthier alternatives like um for, for example, instead of reaching for a slice of cake, maybe you can just get flavored tea or maybe you can go for honey instead of refined sugar because sugar promotes inflammation. So a lot of my patients who are suffering from PCOS, they notice that when they drastically cut their sugar intake, their skin also improves and their their monthly periods begin to normalize. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to stress, 
we also have to be mindful of that because in our fast paced environment, you know, stress levels don't go down anymore. It's like a normal part of life. And when we're stressed, our cortisol levels rise. And when that happens, we're more prone, not just to acne, but also other chronic diseases. And I think like when you're stressed, your immune system somehow is just at a low, right? Exactly. That's why, you know, we always have to be careful. We have to wear masks. We have to maintain social distancing. But our primary defense against uh, COVID is really a strong immune system. And like, if we're not emotionally coping well with the situation, our cortisol levels will rise and we will become more prone to diseases. And I do believe that like, um, especially at our age, stress is the number one killer. More, more than any other freak accident, like stress is the thing. It varies. Like people can have different stress levels and can have different stress factors. Like for me, I never get stressed at work. My my stressor would always be coming from an emotional standpoint. And I guess even for most women, you know, like give me tons of work to do. I can do everything even 24-7. But if I'm emotional, that's like, okay, now it's something that I really have to pause figure things out or else I'm just going to shut off, you know, and all these other things. And if, if you guys have listened to my past episode, we discussed about anticipatory grief, which is something that most of us are experiencing during these days in lockdown when we hardly know what's happening. We do have an idea that something is wrong, that something terrible and humongous is big out there, but we just can't pinpoint like what exactly would it do to me the future is unpredictable, but still, I'm glad and even for all my friends that I'm seeing, you know, everyone hopefully are just trying their best to survive these days. And I think that's always the best way. Step one would always be the hardest, but that's always reachable within us. And I hear you talk more a lot when it comes to understanding yourself loving your own and loving yourself because it's hard to love people around you if you can't love yourself and you can even take care of yourself so guys this may sound so redundant but i tell you like you would never appreciate yourself or love yourself the most unless you've come to that point when you really need it so would you like to share some inputs about that so people especially when listening to us basically are like you know within our own age the young age (laughs) Cheers. And I'd like to pick up from what he said about anticipatory grief. Um, In these uncertain times, you know, it's really hard to to predict what's going to happen in the future. And yet, we must all remain strong in order to keep everything together. Because if we give in, to fear of diseases, for example, that are not yet there. I mean, yes, it is affecting a lot of people, but you know, if it hasn't happened to you yet, don't let fear take over your entire being. Practice social distancing, wear masks, eat nutritious foods, but do not be so afraid to the point that, you know, 
it consumes your entire being to the point that you can't sleep anymore, that you're always anxious about the future. In relation to self-love, I guess we have all become too hard on ourselves. Like our families expect a lot from us. Our friends also have a lot of expectations from us. Like there's this pressure to keep up. That's why we end up criticizing ourselves too much. So if we just learn to accept ourselves for what we are and you know, if we can only motivate ourselves instead of criticizing ourselves, then we would be more equipped with more um, stable emotions. We can become uh, more resilient in times when crises do indeed arise. I like what you said. You had a very good keyword there, stability. You know, I think during these times, that should be the achievable objective for everyone. Achieve something that's stable. You don't need to achieve your dreams during this year. It's just that as long as you survived and you're good. So something stable is good to achieve. And I think when you mentioned about you know self-love, it's always about disappointing yourself for others that makes them love themselves less. But I believe like to have those disappointments managed well, that have your expectations managed well at first, because everything starts with the certain expectations. Like I, for myself, I'm an overthinker and I expect a lot when it comes not just to what I do, because I love what I do and I always want to be good at what I'm doing. But I have to understand that there are some factors that can be controlled and there are just some chaotic, crazy factors that always out there to beat yourself up. So let let it be, you know, let go and let be. Choose your battles well. And it's a matter of being aware. And you and I, we talk about these things a lot of times. So, and I just love it every time. We don't talk about nonsense stuff. It's always about self-awareness and self-love. It's okay not to be okay, as they always say, but you have to be aware of your certain threshold. And I think that's very important. That's knowing like, when is the time that you need help? When's the time that you need to tap someone and call like emergency, please drive me out of this situation. I can't help myself anymore. Okay. Yes, we don't always have to be too hard on ourselves. It's all right to have you know, high goals, big dreams, but we also need to be kind to ourselves. We have to learn when to forgive ourselves when we fail. And, you know, like, we can always try again if we don't succeed by doing it right one time, you know, we can just keep on trying. And we also know, we, we also have to know when to stop. Maybe we're not meant to, like, get a certain thing or a certain objective. We're meant to achieve something else. So we just have to be more open-minded. And, I guess when we ask for help from family and friends, we're also nurturing our souls. You know, by by connecting with people who matter to us, we are improving our emotional health, our social health. You know, those are also health aspects. You know, we don't we don't have to focus on just the physical. Mm-hmm. And keeping a healthy mind, I think, would lead you to better things. And it has that certain 
you know, virality of goodness and spreading that certain positivity as well. And, you know, the thing is, which I love how you always put them all together. It's not just about vanity. It's never about vanity for one. Second, it's not just about the physicality of things. It's okay to look good, to do something that would make you feel good and look good. But of course, you also have to understand that there's good health that needs to be achieved. And, you know, guys, if you've listened to this, Dr. Kyla just stressed that there are other factors of health and keeping that certain, how do you say the happy hormones again? Endorphins. Endorphins, you know, and endorphins, I think, is a good collection that maybe we can all have at the end of the year. So let's try to collect as many endorphins as we can. <laughs> I hope this news can help you have the endorphins we need. So I just read in this article that Michael B. Jordan from the movie Black Panther was awarded the sexiest man alive. How do you say it's sexy? I mean, like, how do you define sexy? What for you would be a sexy guy or a sexy lady? How do you think it's defined by yourself and by the society we live in? Well, sexiness, just like beauty, I believe, is subjective. And it's also culturally defined. For example, Asians want to look more cute than hot. You know, like maybe like the Westerners would focus on being sexy. Like Asians would focus on looking cute and pleasant. I mean, I can't and looking young. Yeah, yeah, but it's just like more of a trend. Like in my practice, for example, I noticed that you know, there's this Korean glass skin trend. A lot of uh, people today want to have clear skin, luminous skin, you know, and they also want the Korean V-shaped face, wherein the lower face is narrower, whereas maybe in Europe, they want to have like uh, stronger jawlines. So it's all a matter of preference. And again, I can never stress this enough. We just need to be respectful of one another's preferences. Like if a person is already happy with the way he or she looks, then it would be unkind, you know, to, to criticize that person or to, to force that person to, to change the way he or she looks. Mm -hmm. Like in my practice, I don't tell my patients, for example, that, you know, you need this, you need that. Like I wait for them to to volunteer their own concerns and the opposite also holds true like if a person wants enhancement like we also shouldn't judge the person for wanting to improve himself like i, I deal with a lot of uh, acne scars i treat them with either uh, lasers if they're quite superficial or scar repair, which utilizes microneedling with RF if the, the scars are particularly deep. What I'm saying is that it's not just about vanity. Sometimes like the way we look affects the way we feel about ourselves. So by addressing the, the physical or the, the superficial skin flaws, we can we can also help the person feel better. And when the the person feels good about himself or herself, then she can perform better at work or in personal relationships, for example. Mm -hmm. So we have to 
look into one another's emotional battles, social battles before judging. True. I mean, people, if there's something that we can do for the world, please, let's just stop being judgmental. And we always have to look at things differently, I guess, more positively if we can. You would never know the kind words that you say today can really make a big difference to the person receiving it on the other end. And, you know, I think we are in a very good time, not just for the digital industry, but I think for humanity, if I would take it as an industry. So say, for example, looking at humanity as one whole industry and it would have all its, if you, we are to, for, for the business standpoint, we always assess it from the SWOT. Everyone knows the SWOT, okay? The strengths, weakness, opportunities, and threat. So when you assess the humanity as an industry with the SWOT, for me, I'm always just proud how we progress or how we matured. Me, we have come to have this open minds that's very encouraging, that has this appropriate liberation, and I think has encouraged people more than ever to go what they want to do, what they love to do. I mean, gone are the days when it's only guys who can be engineers. There's a lot of women engineers. My sister-in-law is an engineer, a very good one. And not to mention, of course, when it comes to not just for the profession, but being away or trying to break free from certain stereotypes. One stereotype would be, okay, if you go to the derma, then you're vain. <laughs> That's just so low, man. Come on. Then second, like when you go, if you're a guy, and when you go to a gym, like decades ago, you would be questioned of your masculinity. And I think that would have been so horrible for them during that time. But now people are just more aware. The market is more open. It's more diverse. It's a cultural melting pot, not only for Dubai and Singapore, but for even emerging markets out there. And the good thing is we are at this stage where we can just leverage it. And I think if you're if you're open to participate because you have that open mind and you have that certain awareness of how you can contribute to make it better, then it's good. We're all in that perfect timing. And the thing is for me, and I love when you say that, you know, it's it's a preference. So being sexy, being beautiful is a preference. It's subjective. So whatever preferences are, you all just have to have a common denominator, which is, I guess, respect. So again, guys, if you are to absorb anything more from this episode, it should be the word respect, self-love. What did I miss? Nourishment. (laughs) Nourishment and all these other things, because not just for your own self-help or health as well, but because it it can be magnified with the people around you. And that's something that I guess that we should all love to do. So talking about, you know, preferences and beauty. So each region, I think, would have their own definitions of it. And you mentioned, like, for for us, we all brag about our Asian genes making us look youthful. You know, so like, what? You're only 38? I thought you're 18. Oh, come on. (laughs) But more than that, it's all about, I guess, the positivity that we have, the outlook. And with this happening around us, Digital, you know, I think not just for our industry, but let me know in your industry, how how has it helped 
in the processes and the offerings, and not to mention, of course, that most of our listeners are business enthusiasts like us. So how would you make them understand that the market is still as diverse as ever, robust, growing, and what are the certain changes that has happened over the past few years that you feel is relevant and can be attributed to digital transformation? Well, in my industry, I would say that I'm very thankful that I live in the era of technology because in the past, for example, you wanted to look slim, slimmer, faster. You would have to undergo tummy tuck or liposuction, for example. Whereas nowadays, there are technological advancements that don't require you to go under the knife. Like there's radio frequency, there's ultrasound cavitation, there's endermology, and these can give you instant results. And you know, there's no downtime. Like in the past, before you can have like a higher nose bridge, you have to get like a silicone or cortex implant and like you would look very swollen for several months. But nowadays there's the non-surgical nose lift, for example, like I can do it in 15 to 30 minutes. Like I just make a tiny hole here with a small needle and then I insert a few threads and then I can already make the nose bridge higher and the mm-hmm. downtime is very short. Sometimes it's, it's very negligible. But you know, without these technological advancements, like it would be so inconvenient to to do these procedures and uh, the complications were also greater back then. Now, like results look more natural also because mm-hmm. the, the procedures are non-invasive or merely semi-invasive. When I say semi-invasive, we just make tiny punctures with needles and thre- threads and uh, we don't need to cut a person up. There's really no need for surgery, but uh, of course, uh, there are some cases wherein like, we really have to resort to surgery, but what I'm saying is like, we're able to offer people options. And speaking of options, I like it that you know, we can educate the general public about uh, our about the different treatment options digitally, because I mean, with the internet, like you can easily pick up wrong information. You can easily get swayed by, you know, other people's marketing tactics. I mean, with me as a person and as a doctor, I want to make sure that my patients are very well informed. That's why, like, when I produce uh, short uh, infomercials, for example, or short uh, short digital lectures, you know, I make it a point to discuss like the the pros and cons of each treatment option because it's very important for the patients to understand like the benefits and the potential risks of everything that they undergo. Mm-hmm. So like social media is a very good avenue for educating people about the medical options out there. Mm-hmm. 
But what are the demographics of the market now with your industry? Like, it's not purely women, right? So there's still, I think, mixed and by age, like, how would you describe it? Well, for most clinics here in the Philippines, I would say that there's still a greater number or percentage of women who go for aesthetic procedures. But at my clinic, because uh, for some reason, we have a lot of male patients. So I would say that the ratio is about 50-50. And oh, there, wow. Yes. And there are times, I'm proud of that stat. Yeah. And in fact, there are times when um, there are more males who go to our clinic than females. Um, it has a lot to do with, you know, being aware of like the technological advancements that are readily available now mm -hmm. and becoming aware that, you know, our physical appearance is like really intertwined with our mental health, our emotional health. Um, like, for example, if you work in sales, you face people every day. So if you have a lot of scars, you tend to feel self-conscious. So if you do something to improve your skin, then you would feel more confident about yourself and you know, you'd be able to close deals better because of that newfound confidence. Mm -hmm. So it, it's not just about vanity. It's about healing the physical flaws as well as the person's emotions, the person's mental balance. Mm -hmm. So... You mentioned about, you know, the statistics of 50% male, 50% female. And I think that's an eye opener, especially for a very, I'd say, for an industry that had served the female market over some time. I think that's, you know, good progress. And I was mentioning earlier, like, if you are to treat humanity as an industry and we do a SWOT, you know, the SWOT analysis of it, I'm proud to say that, you know, we have gone along a long, long way already, breaking the stereotypes, not just from the women, but even from defense of the men. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, as I said, it's not only, you know, feminism. I mean, I'm an advocate of feminism. However, you know, like if we may come to that in the next episodes, I'd share to you my definition of feminism, which may not be something that we share with the others. But I'm just saying that when it comes to stereotypes, there's a lot to break and both men and women, I think are breaking it and even sharing, you mentioned about equality and like having that certain sense of equality together when it's not just the, the, uh, the women who needs to always look good and presentable, but also for men, right? Like they share that same responsibility. Come on guys, relationship is two way. And so those are our eyes. It also works two ways. I'm all for gender equality and like it would not be fair for a guy to be judged just because he wants to improve himself. So again, we need to respect each other's preferences. True. It's all about R-E-S-P-E-C-T as the song goes. So, but how do you see then the business going into the future? Like what would what do you think excites you in the coming year? Well, definitely there would be improvements in technology. So I'm hoping that you know procedures can be conducted 
in even simpler manners. And like bound times, for example, would be lessened because there are still procedures that have certain bound times such as redness and swelling. So maybe like in the future, somebody can invent a machine that can just renew your skin without any any downtime that would be great mm -hmm. when it comes to educating the people i'm hoping i don't know if like this is a good suggestion because i'm not a tech person i mean i'm, I'm not really asking for like a regulatory body but i guess i would like for people to to be able to filter out incorrect information or misleading uh, misleading information because like there's a lot of information out there but it, i mean the the quality of uh, the information that we get is not always good mm -hmm. so there's a lot of knowledge but there's scarcity when it comes to real wisdom. Well, I hope that gets filled in, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I can't really think of like a concrete solution to address that. I guess it all boils down to every individual's ability to process information. You know, when when somebody tells you something or when 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 you hear a certain pitch or information. Um, try to like really analyze like, mm -hmm. what you're getting instead of you know blindly following like that video's advice or that book's advice. True. It doesn't mean that when it's the trend, it's the top thing to do. So as long as you feel good about it, right, it doesn't really matter. And as long as you can, you know, stand up to what you did. <laughs> And don't be ashamed. Don't put yourself in the closet after it. You know, no, something that you can stand for. I think it's being bold and beautiful at the same time. Yeah, and we all have to like put in the work when it comes to research. You know? Especially now we have Google. You know, you can quickly research things as long as you don't be a doctor of your own. That's a diff that's a different thing, guys. Sometimes <sighs> you end up with more complications. True. Dr. Google is no better than your family doctor or Dr. Kyla. I mean, trust your doctor as well. Okay. Don't trust Dr. Google all the time. <laughs> oh gosh. It can be sometimes dangerous to self-medicate. Like uh, again, an example would be acne. Like if you buy like over-the-counter chemical peels, you might end up with chemical burns and deep scars in the process, you know. In the end, you would have to spend more on scar treatment. Mm -hmm. So it's better to have your condition treated by someone who's actually trained in healing those conditions. True, I mean, that's why it's an expertise. Exactly. You don't get that for free. <laughs> <laughs> so one last question before we wrap up when was the last time you felt beautiful well every day Ooh, cheers to that cheers to that well it wasn't an easy journey because uh, as i shared with you before right i ended up taking up 
aesthetic medicine because I struggled with insecurity when I was younger. So I had to undergo several procedures in order to address, you know, the flaws that bothered me. And then later on, uh, I learned about meditation. I learned about self-affirmations. You know, it wasn't easy at first. You know, it's hard to like drown out the noise when you're meditating and sometimes like believing in yourself doesn't come so easy Mm -hmm. so it's a process Mm -hmm. you just have to keep on doing it every day and you just have to trust the process exactly exactly well thank you so much it was a very good coffee talk with you thank you thank you And I hope you enjoyed the drink and the talk. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it's so wonderful catching up with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, genuinely. Thank you for that. So there you have it, guys. That was Dr. Nikita Kaivitalens, aesthetic dermatologist and wellness advocate. So you can visit her clinic at Skin Philosophy. It's located at Unit 202 Soho Cityplex Towers along 7th Avenue, Corner Lane T as in Tango. Bonifacio Global City, Manila, Philippines. But of course, she's open for consulting others like across the world, right? So they can get in touch with you through social media. Exactly. So she has Facebook and Instagram for Facebook. Do add her. It's Skin Philosophy by Dr. Kyla Talents. And for Instagram, can find her at Skin Philosophy and also your own personal IG, Dr. Kyla Talents, right? Yes. Okay, so there you have it. It was nice. We had a very fruitful talk. We discussed about, you know, beauty, sexiness, and of course, most important thing, health. We talked about physical health, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. And all these things all boils down to loving yourself. So guys, I think during these times, it's the simplest and reachable way as an act of kindness that we can do for ourselves and for the people around us, you know, love yourself, care for yourself. And we always have to respect each other at the end of the day, mm-hmm. regardless of preferences, culture. And let's try each other as we break the barriers, as we break the stereotypes, because it's going to be us in total who's going to benefit from all of it. As we get to interact with each other better, as we have this better world, hopefully. So anyway, at that point, let's not forget to be always bold, beautiful, and fruitful in all aspects, okay? So again, this is Joanna Feliz of Johnson360, your digital solutions partner, thanking you for another Coffee Talk with me, and see you again next Thursday. 